It was a dark and rainy day, the kind of one where you just want to curl up with a good book and a cup of tea. But I wasn't at home, I was out in the woods, hiking with a group of friends. We had planned this trip for weeks, and we were all excited to spend a few days exploring the beautiful wilderness. We had set up camp near a small stream, and we spent the afternoon fishing and swimming in the cool, clear water. As the sun began to set, we gathered around the campfire to roast marshmallows and tell ghost stories. One of my friends, a Native American woman named Sarah, told us a story about skinwalkers. According to legend, skinwalkers are evil beings that can transform into any animal they choose. They are said to be able to control the minds of their victims, and they are feared by many Native American tribes. Sarah told us that skinwalkers are often seen in the woods at night, and that if you see one, it's best to run and never look back. She said that they can sense fear, and that they are attracted to people who are alone and vulnerable. As the fire began to die down, I started to feel a sense of unease. The woods seemed to be getting darker and more ominous by the minute. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching us, and I found myself constantly looking over my shoulder. As we got ready for bed, I made sure to stay close to the others. I didn't want to be alone in the woods, not with a skinwalker potentially lurking in the shadows. I finally fell asleep, but my sleep was fitful and disturbed. I kept waking up, feeling like something was in the tent with me. I tried to tell myself it was just my imagination, but I couldn't shake the feeling of being watched. In the middle of the night, I was awoken by a loud, guttural growl. It was so close, I could feel the vibrations in the ground. I got up, heart racing, and peered into the darkness. That's when I saw it. A pair of glowing eyes, staring at me from the shadows. They seemed to be getting closer and closer until I could make out the shape of a large, wolf-like creature. I screamed, and the skinwalker let out a deafening howl. I could feel its warm breath on my face, and I knew I had to do something. I fumbled for my flashlight, and when I found it, I flashed it directly into the skinwalker's eyes. It let out a high-pitched whine and retreated into the darkness. I woke up the others, and we huddled together, shaking and terrified. We knew we had to get out of there as fast as possible. We packed up our belongings and started to run. We ran for what felt like hours, not stopping until we saw the faint glow of dawn on the horizon. When we finally reached civilization, we collapsed in exhaustion. I don't think I'll ever forget that night in the woods. The memory of the skinwalker's glowing eyes will haunt me forever. But I'm grateful to be alive, and I know that I'll never take the safety of civilization for granted again. It was a crisp autumn evening when our group of six set out on our camping trip in the remote mountains of Utah. We had planned this trip for weeks, excited to escape the city and spend a few days exploring the rugged wilderness. As we drove deeper into the mountains, the trees grew taller and the air grew colder. We eventually reached our campsite, a clearing nestled among the pine trees. We set up our tents and built a fire, settling in for the night. At first, everything seemed normal. We chatted and laughed around the campfire, roasting marshmallows and telling stories. But as the night wore on, we began to sense a strange presence in the woods around us. The animals had gone silent, and the air was heavy with an unsettling energy. We tried to brush it off as our imaginations running wild, but the feeling only grew stronger as the hours passed. It was as if something was watching us from the darkness, just beyond the light of the fire. 
As we huddled around the fire, trying to shake off the creeping dread, we heard a faint rustling in the brush. At first, we assumed it was just a small animal, but as the rustling grew louder, it became clear that whatever was out there was much larger. Suddenly, a shadow emerged from the trees. It was a hulking, humanoid figure, its eyes glowing in the darkness. We froze, paralyzed with fear as it approached us. As it drew closer, we could see that it was covered in matted fur, its face twisted into a grotesque snarl. It was like nothing we had ever seen before, and we knew we were in grave danger. We scrambled to our feet, ready to run, but it was too late. The creature lunged at us, its claws outstretched. We scattered in every direction, desperate to escape. I raced through the woods, my heart pounding in my chest. I could hear the creature's growls and snarls behind me, getting closer and closer. I knew I had to find a way to escape or it would be the end for all of us. I burst out of the trees into a clearing, panting and gasping for air. I turned to see if the creature was still following me, and that's when I saw it. There, in the center of the clearing, stood a strange, ancient-looking stone monument. It was covered in strange symbols and markings, and it seemed to radiate a faint, eerie light. I didn't know what it was or what it meant, but I knew one thing for sure. It was my only chance at survival. I ran towards the monument, my eyes fixed on its glowing surface. As I reached it, I felt a surge of energy coursing through my body. The creature's growls grew louder, but I was no longer afraid. I turned to face the creature, my fists clenched at my sides. It lunged at me, its claws extended, but I was ready for it. With a fierce cry, I swung my arm, striking the creature with all my might. To my surprise, it crumpled to the ground, its snarls turning to whimpers as it retreated back into the woods. I stood there, panting and trembling, my heart racing with adrenaline. I had no idea what had just happened, but I knew that the stone monument had somehow given me the strength and courage to defeat the creature. We returned to civilization the next day, shaken but grateful to be alive. We never spoke of what happened in the woods that night. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I had always been an avid hiker, and when I heard about the new national park that had just opened up in the mountains, I knew I had to go check it out. The park was said to be filled with beautiful trails and breathtaking views, and I couldn't wait to explore it. I planned my trip for a weekend in the fall, when the leaves were turning and the weather was just starting to get chilly. I packed my backpack with all the essentials, water, snacks, a map, and my trusty camera, and set off early in the morning. The drive to the park was long, but the views were worth it. The mountains rose up around me, their peaks covered in a dusting of snow. As I drove, I couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement and adventure welling up inside me. I arrived at the park around noon, and after paying the entrance fee, I set off on the trail. It was a clear, sunny day, and the air was crisp and clean. The trees were starting to turn orange and gold, and the leaves rustled softly under my feet as I walked. As I hiked deeper into the park, I felt myself becoming more and more immersed in the wilderness. The trail twisted and turned, leading me through dense forests and over rocky cliffs. 
I took in deep breaths of the fresh mountain air, feeling my worries melting away. But as the day wore on, the sun began to dip lower in the sky and a sense of unease started to creep over me. I checked my map and realized that I had been walking for much longer than I had planned. I was starting to worry that I might not make it back to my car before nightfall. I picked up my pace, trying to make it back to the trailhead as quickly as possible. But as I hurried along, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I kept turning around, trying to catch a glimpse of whatever was following me, but I never saw anything. Just when I thought I couldn't take the tension any longer, I spotted the trailhead up ahead. I let out a sigh of relief and quickened my pace even more, eager to get back to the safety of my car. But as I approached the trailhead, I noticed something strange. The parking lot was empty, except for my car. There wasn't a single person in sight. I hesitated for a moment, wondering if I should go back and try to find another way out of the park. But the thought of being out there in the dark, alone and lost, was too much to bear. So I gathered my courage and headed towards my car. As I approached, I saw that the driver's side door was slightly ajar. I froze, my heart pounding in my chest. Had someone broken into my car while I was out on the trail? I slowly approached the car, my hand shaking as I reached for the door. As I touched it, I heard a rustling sound behind me. I spun around, my heart racing, but I saw nothing. I stood there for a moment, trying to calm my nerves. I told myself that it was just the wind, or maybe a squirrel or something. But I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me. I gathered my courage and peered inside the car. It was empty, just as I had left it. I let out a sigh of relief and climbed inside, locking the doors behind me. As I started the engine and pulled out of the parking lot, I couldn't help but feel like I was being followed. I kept looking in my rearview mirror, expecting to see someone or something lurking behind me, but the road was empty. I drove as quickly as I could, trying to put as much distance between myself and the park as possible. But as I reached the highway, I suddenly heard a loud thud against the back of my car. I yelped and swerved, trying to regain control. When I finally came to a stop on the side of the road, I frantically checked for damage. There was a large dent in the back bumper, but thankfully, it didn't seem to have affected the car's performance. I sat there for a moment, trying to catch my breath. I couldn't believe what had just happened. I had never been in an accident before, and the thought of being out here, alone and vulnerable, was terrifying. As I sat there, trying to compose myself, I suddenly heard a rustling sound behind me. I turned around, expecting to see an animal or something, but instead, I saw a figure standing just a few feet away. It was a tall, thin man, with long, straggly hair and a wild, maniacal look in his eyes. He was covered in dirt and grime, and he looked like he hadn't slept or bathed in days. I tried to scream, but my voice was stuck in my throat. I scrambled to start the car, but my hands were shaking so badly that I couldn't even get the key in the ignition. The man approached me slowly, a sinister smile spreading across his face. I closed my eyes, expecting the worst, but instead, I heard the sound of footsteps receding into the distance. When I opened my eyes, the man was gone. I sat there for a moment, trying to wrap my head around what had just happened. Had I really just seen a ghost or something? I finally managed to start the car and get back on the road, but I couldn't shake the feeling that something was still following me. Every time I looked in the rearview mirror, I half expected to see the man standing behind me. I drove for what felt like an eternity, my heart racing the whole way. 
When I finally reached the safety of my own home, I collapsed on the couch, too terrified to even move. I never went back to that national park again. The thought of encountering that creepy man again was too much to bear. And every time I went hiking, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me, waiting to strike. It was a cold, dark November evening in Minnesota when my hunting party and I set out into the woods. The air was crisp and the leaves crunched beneath our feet as we trudged through the forest, our rifles slung over our shoulders and our senses on high alert. We were searching for deer, of course. It was hunting season, after all. But as the sun began to set and the shadows grew longer, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off about this particular trip. At first, it was just a faint sense of unease that prickled at the back of my neck. But as the hours ticked by and we failed to spot a single deer, the feeling only grew stronger. My companions seemed to sense it too. They were quieter than usual and kept casting nervous glances at the trees around us. Just as the last slivers of daylight were fading from the sky, we finally caught sight of a deer. It was a big one, with a sleek, muscular body and a rack of antlers that gleamed in the moonlight. We readied our rifles and took aim, our hearts pounding with excitement. But just as we were about to pull the trigger, something strange happened. The deer suddenly turned and looked straight at us, its eyes glowing with an eerie, otherworldly light. And then, with a flick of its tail, it bounded off into the darkness. We followed it, of course, it was a rare opportunity to back such a trophy deer. But as we crept through the underbrush, I couldn't shake the feeling that we were being watched. Every rustle in the leaves, every snap of a twig, sent shivers down my spine. And then, just when I thought I couldn't take it any longer, we heard a faint, high-pitched shrieking sound. It seemed to be coming from all around us, echoing through the trees and sending a chill down my spine. We froze in our tracks, unsure of what to do. And then, out of the darkness, a pair of glowing eyes appeared. They seemed to be floating in mid-air, staring at us with a malevolent intensity that sent a wave of fear coursing through my body. I wanted to run, to get as far away from that cursed place as I could. But my feet were rooted to the spot, as if some unseen force was holding me there. And then, with a sudden burst of movement, the eyes darted towards us. We scattered, trying to escape the creature that seemed to be pursuing us. But no matter how fast we ran, it seemed to be right behind us its shrieks echoing in our ears and its glowing eyes fixed on our backs. We ran for what felt like hours, our breath coming in short gasps and our hearts pounding in our chests. But eventually, we stumbled upon a clearing, a small, grassy patch surrounded by a circle of trees. We collapsed onto the ground, panting and gasping for air. And as we lay there, trying to catch our breath, we heard a rustling in the underbrush. Slowly, we turned to see a deer standing at the edge of the clearing. But this was no ordinary deer. Its eyes were glowing with that same eerie light and its antlers seemed to shimmer in the darkness. We scrambled to our feet, our rifles at the ready, but the deer just stood there, gazing at us with an almost curious expression. And then, with a flick of its tail, it turned and vanished into the woods. We looked at each other, confused. We didn't see that thing again and we went back to our trucks and went home. We all agreed to never go back to those woods. We never spoke of that night again. It was a dark and stormy night when I arrived at the gas station where I worked. 
I had been working the late shift at the station for a few months now and had never really experienced anything out of the ordinary. It was a quiet town in the middle of nowhere, and the only thing that really made it scary was the fact that it was so isolated. I pulled into the parking lot and saw that the lights were on inside the store. I assumed that the previous employee had left them on by accident, which wasn't uncommon. I grabbed my umbrella and made my way to the door, trying to avoid the puddles of water that had formed on the ground. As I entered the store, I was greeted by the sound of the rain pounding against the roof. It was a comforting sound, but also a bit eerie given the circumstances. I made my way to the back of the store to clock in and start my shift. The first few hours went by smoothly. I stocked shelves, cleaned up the store, and even managed to get a few hours of homework done. It wasn't until around midnight that things started to get strange. I was sitting behind the counter, scrolling through my phone when I heard a knock at the door. I assumed it was just someone looking to use the restroom or maybe buy a snack, so I didn't think much of it. I walked to the door and unlocked it, but when I opened it, there was nobody there. I looked around the parking lot, but all I saw was the rain and a few cars driving by on the road. I shrugged it off and went back to my seat behind the counter. But then, it happened again. Another knock at the door, followed by the sound of footsteps running away. At this point, I was starting to get a bit creeped out. I locked the door and went back to my seat, trying to reassure myself that it was just some kids playing a prank. But then, the phone rang. I answered it and was met with silence on the other end. I assumed it was just a wrong number, so I hung up and went back to my phone. But then, the phone rang again. And again. Each time, there was nothing but silence on the other end. I started to feel like I was being watched. I could feel eyes on me, even though I was alone in the store. I couldn't shake the feeling that something wasn't right. I tried to ignore it, but it was becoming impossible. Finally, after what felt like hours of this strange activity, I heard a knock at the door again. But this time, it was different. It was louder and more persistent. I couldn't ignore it. I slowly made my way to the door, my heart racing in my chest. I unlocked the door and slowly opened it, peering out into the darkness. And that's when I saw it. A figure standing in the rain, soaked to the bone and covered in mud. It was a man, but there was something off about him. His eyes were wild and his hair was matted to his face. He was staring at me with an intensity that made me feel like I was being dissected. Can I help you? I asked, my voice shaking. The man didn't say anything. He just stared at me, a strange smile spreading across his face. I could feel the fear coursing through my veins and I knew I needed to get out of there. I started to back away, but the man reached out and grabbed my arm. Please, let me go. I begged, trying to pull my arm free from his grasp. But he didn't let go. Instead, he leaned in, his face close from mine. I've been looking for you. He whispered, his voice low and raspy. I couldn't move. I was frozen with fear, not knowing what to do. The man seemed to sense my fear and he started to laugh, a maniacal sound that sent chills down my spine. Don't worry, he said, his grip on my arm tightening. I'm not going to hurt you. I just need your help. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. How could this man think that I would help him after everything he had put me through? I tried to pull away again, but he was too strong. Please, let me go. I begged again. The man finally released his grip on my arm, but he didn't move away. He just stood there, staring at me with those wild eyes. I knew I had to get out of there, but I couldn't just leave him in the rain. 
Come inside, I said, my voice barely above a whisper. You can wait out the storm in the store. The man nodded and followed me inside, his footsteps heavy on the floor. I locked the door behind us and led him to a chair in the corner of the store. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was making a huge mistake, but I couldn't just leave him out in the storm. We sat in silence for a few minutes, the only sound being the rain pounding against the windows. I couldn't bring myself to look at the man, so I just stared at the floor, trying to come up with a plan. Finally, the man spoke. Thank you, he said, his voice still raspy. I didn't know where else to go. I turned to look at him, trying to gauge his sincerity. He seemed genuine, but I couldn't shake the feeling that there was more to his story. What are you doing out here in the middle of nowhere? I asked. The man hesitated for a moment before answering. I'm running from something, he said, his eyes downcast. Something that's been chasing me for a long time. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This man was running from something. What could be so terrifying that he would end up out here in the middle of nowhere? What are you running from? I asked, my voice barely above a whisper. The man looked up at me, his eyes filled with fear. I don't know, he said. I just know that I have to keep moving. It's the only way to stay safe. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This man was clearly in trouble and I had no idea how to help him. But I couldn't just turn him away, not in the middle of a storm. You can stay here as long as you need, I said, trying to sound reassuring. But you have to tell me what's going on. Maybe I can help. The man hesitated for a moment before finally speaking. I don't know if anyone can help, he said. But I'll tell you what I can. And so, the man told me his story. He had been running from something for months, ever since it had first appeared in his dreams. He had no idea what it was, but he knew that it was after him. It had chased him from town to town, always one step behind. He had lost everything in his pursuit to stay alive, including his home and his job. And now, he had ended up here, in this gas station in the middle of nowhere, hoping to outrun whatever it was that was after him. I listened to his story with growing horror. It was clear that this man was terrified, and I couldn't blame him. But I had no idea how to help him. What can I do? I asked, my voice shaking. The man looked at me with desperation in his eyes. I don't know, he said. But I can't keep running forever. I need to find a way to stop it. I nodded, trying to think of a solution. But before I could come up with anything, the man suddenly stood up, his eyes wild with fear. It's here, he whispered. It's found me. I looked around the store, trying to see what he was talking about, but there was nothing there, just the rain and the darkness. What do you mean? I asked, trying to keep the panic out of my voice. The man didn't answer. He just stood there, shaking with fear. And then, I heard it. The sound of footsteps approaching the door. I froze, not knowing what to do. The man grabbed my arm and pulled me towards the back of the store. We have to hide, he whispered. I followed him, my heart pounding in my chest. We hid behind a shelf of chips, trying to stay as quiet as possible. I could hear the footsteps getting closer and closer, and I knew that whatever was out there was getting closer too. Finally, the footsteps stopped. I could hear the sound of someone trying to open the door, but it was locked. And then, silence. We waited there for what felt like hours, not daring to move. And then, just as suddenly as it had appeared, the presence was gone. The man and I emerged from our hiding spot, shaking with fear. It's gone, I said, trying to reassure myself as much as him. 
but the man didn't look relieved. He just looked more scared than ever. It's not gone, he said, his voice barely above a whisper. It's never gone. It's always watching, waiting for the moment when it can strike again. I didn't know what to say. I knew that this man was terrified and I couldn't blame him, but I had no idea how to help him. All I could do was offer him a place to rest until the storm passed. The man stayed with me for the rest of my shift, sitting in the corner of the store and staring into space. I tried to talk to him, to get him to open up about what was going on, but he just sat there, lost in his own thoughts. When my shift was over, I left the man in the store and made my way home, my mind racing with everything that had happened. I knew that I couldn't just leave him there, but I had no idea what to do. I spent the rest of the night lying in bed, trying to make sense of everything that had happened. And as the rain pounded against my window, I knew that I would never be able to forget the night that I met the man running from something in the middle of nowhere. It was a cold, dark night in the woods of Utah, and I was all alone in my tent, huddled under my blankets trying to stay warm. I had been camping by myself for the past week, exploring the remote wilderness and enjoying the peace and solitude. But as the hours ticked by, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me. The rustling of the leaves outside my tent seemed louder than usual, and every now and then, I thought I heard the faint sound of footsteps approaching. I tried to convince myself that it was just my imagination, but the longer I lay there, the more uneasy I became. I kept telling myself to go to sleep, but my mind was racing and my heart was pounding in my chest. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I fell into a restless slumber, but my sleep was short-lived as I was soon awoken by a loud, guttural growl that seemed to be coming from just outside my tent. I sat up with a start, my heart racing as I listened intently for any other sounds. For a few moments, there was nothing but silence. And then, I heard it again. The growling, this time accompanied by the sound of something scratching at the fabric of my tent. I froze, not daring to move a muscle as the scratching continued, growing louder and more frenzied with each passing moment. And then, with a sudden burst of strength, the tent was torn open and a shadowy figure loomed over me. I screamed, scrambling to get away as the figure reached out towards me with long, clawed fingers. But it was too late. I was trapped, with nowhere to go as the creature closed in on me. As I looked up at it, I saw that it was a skinwalker, a creature from Native American folklore, said to be able to transform into any animal it desired. And as it leaned down towards me, its face contorted into a grotesque snarl. I knew that I was doomed. I closed my eyes, bracing myself for the end. But to my surprise, the skinwalker didn't attack. Instead, it spoke to me in a voice that was both guttural and eerily human. Why are you here? It growled. This is my territory. You have no business being here. I stared at the creature in shock, unable to believe what was happening. But as it continued to stare at me with its cold, glowing eyes, I knew that I had to answer. I'm just camping, I stammered, my voice trembling with fear. I didn't mean to intrude. I'll leave right away, I promise. The skinwalker seemed to consider this for a moment, and then it nodded. Very well, it said, but if you value your life, you will leave and never return. Do you understand? I nodded fervently, tears streaming down my face as I begged for mercy. And with a final growl, the skinwalker turned and disappeared into the darkness, leaving me alone and shaking in my torn-up tent. 
I packed up my things as quickly as I could, not daring to look back as I fled the woods. And as I stumbled through the darkness, I couldn't help but wonder what other horrors lay hidden in the shadows, waiting to claim their next victim. I ran through the woods as fast as my legs could carry me, not stopping until I reached the safety of my car. I threw my belongings into the trunk and jumped into the driver's seat, hands shaking as I tried to start the engine. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, the car roared to life and I tore out of the campsite, leaving the woods and the skinwalker far behind. But as I drove through the dark, empty roads, every time I looked in the rearview mirror, I half expected to see the glowing eyes of the skinwalker staring back at me. I tried to push the thought out of my mind, focusing instead on getting as far away from the woods as possible. But no matter how fast I drove, the memories of my encounter with the skinwalker stayed with me, haunting me every step of the way. I drove for hours, not stopping until I reached the nearest town. And as I stumbled into the first hotel I saw, I knew that I would never go camping again. The memory of the skinwalker stayed with me for years, always lurking in the back of my mind. I never told anyone about what had happened, not even my closest friends and family. But every now and then, when the moon was full and the stars were bright, I would find myself thinking back to that terrifying night in the woods of Utah. And I knew that I was lucky to have escaped with my life. It all started on a stormy night when park ranger, John, decided to venture into the deep woods of the park to check on a reported disturbance. As he made his way through the thick brush, the wind howled and the trees swayed violently. John tried to shake off the feeling of unease that was creeping up on him, but he couldn't shake the sense that something was watching him. As he approached the area of the disturbance, he heard a faint rustling coming from a nearby cave. Without hesitation, he drew his flashlight and made his way towards the opening. The cave was dark and narrow, and John could feel the cool air emanating from within. He took a deep breath and stepped inside. As he made his way deeper into the cave, he could feel the temperature drop significantly. The walls were slick with moisture and the floor was uneven and rocky. John's flashlight flickered and he stopped to replace the batteries. As he searched through his pack, he heard a faint scratching sound coming from ahead. He froze, listening intently. The scratching grew louder and more urgent, and John could feel his heart racing in his chest. He grabbed his flashlight and continued forward, trying to ignore the creeping sense of dread that was overtaking him. As he rounded a bend in the cave, he saw something that made his blood run cold. A pair of glowing eyes stared back at him from the darkness. John put his flashlight on the creature, revealing a twisted, fur-covered monster with sharp teeth and claws. It was a skinwalker, a creature of legend that could take on the form of any animal it desired. And it was hungry. John turned and ran, his heart pounding in his chest. He could feel the skinwalker right on his heels, its claws scraping against the rocky floor. He knew he couldn't outrun it forever, so he turned and faced it, brandishing his flashlight as a weapon. The skinwalker snarled and lunged at him, its teeth bared. John swung the flashlight with all his might, connecting with the creature's head. It yelped and retreated, giving John the opportunity to make a break for it. He ran as fast as he could, his heart racing. He could feel the skinwalker gaining on him. Just as he thought he was going to be caught, he stumbled upon a small opening in the cave wall. Without hesitation, he squeezed through the opening and into the darkness beyond. 
As he stumbled through the darkness, he heard the skinwalker's cries fade away. He collapsed against the wall, panting and shaking with fear. He knew he couldn't stay there forever, so he gathered his strength and continued on, determined to find a way out of the cave. After what seemed like hours, he finally saw a faint light in the distance. He stumbled towards it, his legs shaking with exhaustion. As he emerged from the cave, he collapsed to the ground, tears streaming down his face. He had survived the encounter with the skinwalker, but he knew he would never forget the terror he had experienced in that underground cave. From now on, he vowed to always be cautious when venturing into the unknown. The park was a beautiful and dangerous place, and he knew he would always have to be on guard for whatever dangers lurked within. John's mind was racing as he tried to process what had just happened. He had always heard the stories about skinwalkers, but he had never actually believed they were real. And yet, he had just come face to face with one of the deadliest creatures in Native American folklore. He knew he had to report this encounter to his superiors. He pulled out his radio and called for backup, his voice shaking with fear. He knew it was unlikely anyone would believe him, but he had to try. As he waited for backup to arrive, he decided to try and find his way back to the entrance of the cave. He knew it would be a long and difficult journey, but he had to try. He couldn't just sit and wait for the skinwalker to come back. As he made his way back through the cave, something was looking at him in the darkness. He looked with his flashlight into every corner and crevice, but he saw nothing. He knew the skinwalker could take on any form it wanted, and it could be anywhere. After what felt like forever, he finally made it back to the entrance of the cave. He emerged into the daylight, his eyes squinting against the bright light. As he stepped out of the cave, he was greeted by a group of armed park rangers. We received a distress call from you, one of the rangers said. What's going on? John took a deep breath and told them everything that had happened. He told them about the disturbance he had gone to investigate and about the skinwalker he had encountered in the cave. The rangers looked skeptical, but they knew John was a reliable ranger. They knew he wouldn't make up a story like this. After debriefing John, the rangers decided to send a team back into the cave to investigate. They wanted to see if there was any evidence of the skinwalker's presence. John knew he couldn't go back in there, so he stayed behind as the team ventured into the cave. The hours ticked by, John had the feeling that something was wrong. He knew the skinwalker was still out there, and he was terrified it would come after him. He tried to stay calm, but he couldn't get rid of the feeling of dread that had settled in. Just when he thought he couldn't take it anymore, the team emerged from the cave. They looked pale and shaken, and they had found evidence of the skinwalker's presence. They had found tracks and claw marks, and they had heard strange noises coming from deep within the cave. John knew he had to get out of there. He couldn't stay in the park anymore. He knew the skinwalker would never stop going after him. He gathered his things and left, never looking back. As he drove away from the park, he knew he would never forget the terrifying encounter he had had with the skinwalker. He knew he would always be haunted by the memory of those glowing eyes staring back at him from the darkness. He vowed to never venture into the unknown again and to always be cautious of the dangers that lurked in the shadows. Despite his fear, John knew he had a duty to protect the park and its visitors. He knew he couldn't just leave and forget about the skinwalker. He had to do something to stop it. He decided to seek the help of a local Native American tribe. He knew they had a deep understanding of the creatures that inhabited the land, and he hoped they could help him defeat the skinwalker. The tribal elder listened to John's story and nodded gravely. 
I believe you, he said. The Skinwalker is a powerful and dangerous creature, but we have ways of defeating it. The Elder led John to a sacred ground and performed a ritual to banish the Skinwalker from the park. As the ritual concluded, the Elder looked at John and said, The Skinwalker will no longer be a threat to you or anyone else. It has been banished from this place. John felt a sense of relief wash over him. He knew the Skinwalker was gone for good and he could finally rest easy. He thanked the Elder and left the park, feeling grateful for the help and guidance he had received. From that day on, John never forgot the encounter he had with the Skinwalker. He knew there were always dangers lurking in the shadows, but he was prepared to face them head on. He knew he had the strength and courage to protect the park and its visitors, no matter what threats may come his way.